0: Hey there guys, this is Amish Parmar over here.
1: And this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started. Yes, hello. Namaskar.
0: (laughs) So, should I begin or you are beginning?
1: We have to talk about Corona. There's no other topic to talk about right now
0: yeah but uh, we are recording after like five months i guess it, it it feels so different like we are trying to record since past two days and it is uh, we are just not in the mood to record right now at least i am not in the mood but now since all the setup is done and we are finally recording let's go with it and like you said of course the topic is going to be corona and nothing else
1: why are you not in the mood though
0: no no it's it's not about i am not in the mood i was not in the mood like setting up the whole thing and recording it uh, begins with a tedious job of checking up the setup but once it is all set i really enjoy talking conversing
1: okay cool um i thought you were feeling a little down or something so many people are finding it very difficult to cope up with the stress involved with staying inside indoors for a long period of time some people or most of the people need enough sunlight enough air enough movement to feel good and feel happy about themselves and because of the social distancing and curfews in and around india many people are finding it difficult Uh, let me share my story with you so yesterday night i don't know why i just became paranoid i mean i read a few things about it lee and how things are going on and uh, just read a few articles and i just got depressed and super anxious super super anxious so my heart started beating very fast i felt like there's a hole in my stomach and my body temperature went up and i was feeling very very depressed i became paranoid and yesterday night i could not sleep I also had nightmares Uh, that's why I could not sleep I was very sleepy and tired but still I could not sleep and then today afternoon I had a small presentation to me in my organization and my manager just was just checking in on me in the morning and she asked if I'm okay and if I'm good to go and I was talking to her saying that uh, I am NOT feeling well because of whatever is going around and then she had a talk with me and she knows what levels to pull to make rohan feel a little better so she gave me some statistics and just was reassuring and um, then it was a little better in the afternoon because of the meeting itself because i was so engrossed in the meeting i could take my mind off or whatever is going around and that's why now i think i'm feeling a little better so yeah paranoia got me and The news got the better of me and I went crazy for some time and I was dead scared.
0: So let me ask you, what were you scared about?
1: So paranoia by definition is like you're not being rational and you're just scared. So what am I scared about? The first instinct is being scared that you will get coronavirus and if you do get coronavirus at a bad time, there won't be beds in the hospital because our healthcare system will be full Or else if you are ill with some other illness that also won't be treated because all our resources will be used for corona patients then there's concern about your loved ones also we are young and we most probably are going to make it out even if we get infected but elder people small children are not going to make out so it's just irrational fear also the problem is the news agencies are making money out of this They get more number of people watching their advertisements, and for more people to watch their advertisements, they are going to make big claims and just so that their viewership improves. And uh, whatever positive news there is, they won't show that because that does not get spread so easily. So it's just very negative news all around. And to be honest, what's happening in Italy is very disheartening and it's very disturbing, to be honest.
0: Yes, yes, I totally agree on that. But uh, I was thinking about uh, right now what we should be worried about is uh, ensuring that human extinction doesn't happen. Because uh, a country like India and a city like Mumbai, I think even if we have two to three corona patients, it won't take long to increase that number by, you know, exponentially by say hundreds and thousands. It is better to be careful and be bored and, stay at home rather than try to go out but uh, still i feel you know going for a walk for half an hour early in the morning or late at night helps but still everyone has their own way of coping up with this
1: Hmm. two things uh firstly you said human extinction i think that stretching it a little too far so even the worst estimates say that 60 percent of india could get worse As in the extreme estimates suggest that 60% of Indian population could get infected by the virus. Okay, that's still 60, which means 40% live. And that's the extreme estimate. And to be honest, I think the government has taken very good steps in order to reduce the proliferation of the virus. Okay, so the the second part is the stages of its spreading. So the first stage was, I mean, I don't know the what the first stage is the stage we were currently in the last week is uh, only people who are flying abroad and whoever travel history only those people were getting infected or these people when they come in in the country and they self-quarantine uh, people who are in contact with them they get infected so there's always a link to travel history so that's the stage we were in and the fear is it should it might go to stage three and in stage three people who don't have a travel history those people get infected and that's scary because as you mentioned mumbai has such high population density that it can spread very easily and very quickly and that's a concern but to be honest on the government's part i think they have taken the only question some analysts are asking is did the indian government react at a time when it was necessary or is it a little too late and i think it's well established that it's curable right people are getting cured so it's not a huge deal to be honest uh if you're young if you don't have any other illness or even if you have diabetes but if the sugar is in control etc with good medication you will survive and come out i mean very good chances about it so it's not a dangerous and deadly uh illness but uh, the problem is everyone should not get sick at the same time because we don't have so many beds in the hospital we don't have so many resources so many doctors so that's the problem if say for example curfew has been imposed in maharashtra right if this was imposed say two weeks earlier would have been much better so there's a race between governance and the virus and i just feel sometimes i mean again this is the paranoid creeping in because i'm not an expert and i am fearful so i there's no credibility in whatever i'm speaking okay so i just feel that the coronavirus is sometimes one step ahead of us now when we enter into stage 3 and the fears of stage 3 are becoming true now we have put curfew in the extreme cases say if more and more people get the virus and uh, community spreading starts happening i think the extreme step that might have to be taken is in the indian army will be called and the most extreme i can think of is whoever is on the street just shoot at sight because you have to stop the spreading so yeah, that's the extreme but the only question is how early you are taking such measures and that's the key
0: Now, there are many, many things I want to say after what you have said. Firstly, I talked about human extinction and that does not limit itself to India. It, uh, you know, it takes on the whole earth into consideration. And uh, the situation in Italy right now is very bad. But I I think that situation can be... For the whole world if it is not kept in control. And you also mentioned that what if we had imposed this curfew two weeks back in Maharashtra. But the point is two weeks back there was no sign of coronavirus in India. So there was no point in you know imposing this curfew back then. And now since we have I think two to three cases in Maharashtra. uh, The government has done a good job in imposing the curfew. But it does not end there. It is the public who needs to appreciate and needs to follow this uh, rules or this imposement of curfew which the government is doing for our safety Uh, but I don't think so people are doing it anyway I just let's before I get more into detail I just wanted to be out there through our podcast that a corona is the name of a virus and the disease which is caused by coronavirus is called SARS S-A-R-S and it stands for severe acute respiratory syndrome so it is like similar to what happens in aids the virus which cause aids is called hiv and the disease is called aids and both these viruses corona and hiv are similar in the sense that they both attack your immune system and the chances of you dying because of aids or sars is very less because uh you know it attacks your immune system and reduces your immunity and the main cause of death would be some other other disease or even common cold at that matter can you know lead to very uh, lethal conditions because you don't have immunity in your body left because of these diseases you said that uh, corona is not that deadly or not that lethal and it can be uh, you know kept under control which is true of course but uh, the only way of controlling viruses, uh, only sure short, short way, 100% way you can deal with these last diseases to, uh, you know, make a vaccination against this uh, virus and making a 100% effective, 100% effective vaccine against a virus is again a very big deal and it has to go through months and years of trials before it can be uh, sent out to normal public for use so vaccination is the last stage but before that you need to keep the virus in control so basically when you compare coronavirus with ebola virus which was there in the past ebola virus is considered to be a very stupid virus because it kills his host and uh, if the host is dead the virus doesn't survive and so that's why it's not a good virus but when you talk about corona when a person gets infected by corona he doesn't kill its host. Instead, the virus multiplies and multiplies into millions and billions copies of itself. And then it has a very high probability of spreading amongst others. So in that way, uh, coronavirus is very more dangerous than Ebola or maybe any other virus that human history has come across. But since we have a good advancement in the field of science and technology, maybe we are dealing with it in a better way. I still think the probability of human extinction is not zero. Okay, human extinction is a very, very, very far-fetched thing. But I think it can, you know, reduce the world population by a considerable amount if proper measures are not taken against it.
1: Correct. So the key thing to note here is if proper measures are not taken and I think and I hope and I have faith in the world that proper measures will be taken. At least most of the countries if they take proper measures and they contain it very well, the smaller countries can be held by these bigger countries. So that's the hope. About the vaccination, the estimate I heard was it could take about an year, at least an year, about a year, I'm not really sure. And because a lot of testing has to be done to safely uh, use vaccination for the entire population of a country, so vaccination is going to take a very long time. So, I'm not really basing my hopes on the vaccination. You know what, also about the Ebola virus, one interesting thing to note about it is the death rate for an Ebola patient was 0.8 so it's 80% and whereas for the coronavirus it is 0.2 which is 20% so 20% of the people who are getting coronavirus they are dying and this 20% generally consists of very elderly people and most of the people who already have some other illness and it just worsens the case so that way it's not that dangerous and that way Ebola is much more dangerous Um, So I had faith, I mean, when I was taking a session about this in my school, I was comparing it to Ebola virus because I said "See, Ebola is much more dangerous and if we could contain it very successfully, I think we should be able to contain Corona equally successfully. But yeah, I stand corrected. Corona has posed much bigger problems as compared to Ebola. Again, I'm not sure about the
0: numbers, okay? See, we are not talking about numbers or facts or figures right now. What we are just basically talking about is the nature of the virus and how it spreads and how it behaves with its host. So Ebola virus kills its host. So then if the host is dead, the virus automatically dies so the chances of it spreading to others is very less but on the contrary when you consider coronavirus it does not kill its host and instead it makes a lot of copies of itself and thus it increases the probability of it spreading to others so that is why corona is much more deadlier than ebola that's what i think
1: yeah so again uh, the distinction i would make is ebola was much more deadlier but corona is much more easy to spread and that's what makes it much more dangerous that it's easy to spread also i had this uh, wild wild idea or wild thought uh, that one way one good thing which could happen is say for example in india everyone gets infected okay each and every citizen of this country gets infected but at different points of time so if the healthcare capacity of india is say 1 million every day one million not every day every week one million people are getting infected they are being treated and after one week next set of one million people get infected and one million people are getting cured in one week so at the end of it everyone will have gotten infected and cured and because everyone has been cured everyone hopefully will be immune to further spread The key here is that everyone should fall ill at different times so that our healthcare system can take care. And that's, I think, the challenge here. And that's what people mean by spreading the curve. People should not get ill at the same time.
0: Correct. That's the challenge. But that's a very ideal situation what you're thinking about.
1: Yeah, just a wild thought.
0: Uh, Let's I think uh, what we should discuss right now is like every coin has two sides. We have discussed the bad things about corona, but I feel that coronavirus has done so much good as well. Many people might not agree with me right now, but like I try to look at things in a good way. So everything has something good attached to it, and so does this uh, deadly coronavirus. So do you think it has something good attached to it as well?
1: Obviously, everything has something good attached to it uh the first thing i think is the world has come together and uh, i think we all feel much more connected to each other country wise that was not the case two months ago but because we have got we have this common enemy now everyone is coming together i think that's the best outcome
0: that is what needs to be avoided coming together in literal terms (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice one there yeah coming together online <laughs> not in person uh that's one positive thing um, anything else let me think uh, i think till the time i think you can go if you think what's positive coming out of this
0: i think introverts are pretty happy at this point of time but uh see everyone like not everyone but a huge chunk of population of the world is working from home so either they are at home or they are working from home apart from the services which are very necessary and of course the healthcare section of the world and they are doing absolutely good job in whatever they are doing but let's talk about people who are locked in their homes and have nothing to do so i feel that they are totally totally dependent on the internet But let's just say that internet crashes and there is no internet facility. Do you think that people will still be happily sitting in their homes?
1: Right. Firstly, I think you and I, both of us, come from a place of privilege. So both our homes are multi-rooms. So everyone has a room. Next, we have windows, good ventilation in our homes. We have a lot of sunlight coming in different parts of the day. So we have all this going for when we are isolating ourselves but sadly we are the cream of our country and most of the country lives in, most of the, not in most, half half of Mumbai lives in slums and they don't have this privilege of being in a home which is big enough which is airy enough, which is lit, brightly lit enough and it will be very difficult for them also introverts, I don't think they are happy because introverts are happy till a certain time and sometime it is going to get to them about internet so i think see people used to live before the internet okay so it's possible of. So.
0: <laughs> are you serious
1: <laughs> uh, i don't know why that's funny but to be honest yeah people were living before internet and they were surviving they were not going crazy so it's possible in theory uh, but we are so used to getting notifications all the time getting news from my internet getting entertainment especially um, it will obviously be very difficult so personally what i've done is i have a good collection of books physical books uh, and also i have so next year i'm going to be a 10th grade teacher right so i have purchased all 10 standard textbooks and guides so i can work on my plans and I can just read those books. So I have plenty in my hand if, say, the internet goes down, and there's always the TV, and the TV going down is highly unlikely. And just the general atmosphere around us, I don't think internet and electricity and cable are at any risk. They should not be a problem. Yeah, so the possibility of internet shutting down or the electricity not being there i think the probability is very low and if it does happen i think quick action will be taken because people know and the government knows what the consequence could be people are going crazy in their homes they are going to come out and that's not good
0: yeah so you also totally agree that internet shutting down won't be a good idea
1: obviously it will be a disaster it's it's the lifeline and people who are working from home i think they also rely on internet so much because they need to communicate and also i think working from home is amazing because i mean right now it's amazing okay because it keeps you busy the things around you as i said have already got to me and there's just so much negativity around us that if you just engage and you're doing something, you're always something. you always have a task given by your organization and there are deliverables. I think you're always on task and not thinking much. And this is saying, right? Um, uh I mean, I don't remember the exact words.
0: An empty mind is devil's workshop.
1: Correct. Yeah. And especially not having work for a prolonged time, it can get to you very easily so i think it's good that people are working from home people who can um and i think it's important to keep working from home so that we always have something to do
0: i think in a way we should be thankful to this coronavirus outbreak and the opportunity that we got to work from home because i think because of that itself we are finding time to record this episode uh or else our you know schedules are pretty packed especially yours
1: i don't know man i mean it's just so sad whatever is happening i don't think i can in any way be thankful for corona and uh, i know i I know that you don't mean it literally but still it just feels weird to even hear that
0: i do not of course mean it in a literal sense but i i feel that when you consider humans as a species we have been polluting earth in n number of ways and uh, this has been a problem for other species with which we share this planet and uh, this virus outbreak is in a way reminding us and telling us to know our place on this planet because we do not have another planet to ruin so we have to settle for what we have and if we do not you know appreciate and respect what nature has given us it has the power to take stuff back from us as well And this virus mutating and stuff like that is, I think, beyond human science as of now. So, you know, you can call it nature's will or nature's revenge or anything. But I feel in a way it is true. So do you feel something like that?
1: Yeah, it feels very much like nature is this physical entity or it's just karma that humans have done so much bad for the planet. And the planet is getting back at us but to be honest i think this is just going to roll back to whatever the status quo was before all this started i mean let the birds and the animals and the fish have some fun till we return that's it and about nature getting back at us we precisely know what happened and how this started and i think we can take steps to stop this and i think this could have been avoidable Um, So, the story goes that this has come from China, right? And China has this market of eating wild animals and exotic animals. So, when SARS came out back in 2001, it was a very similar epidemic, but just not in this proportion. It had also originated from China and it came from their food market. So, in their food markets, they have their cages in which these exotic animals are kept and different lotions are put and they are peeing over each other they are kept on top of each other so it's very unhygienic and it's gold mine for viruses and bacteria so it just increases the probability of it of the viruses and bacteria going from one species to the another and mutating and uh, after the sars outbreak in 2001 the China had uh, banned this uh, banned these wild animal market but then because of lobbying so these wild and exotic animals are eaten just by a small portion of the chinese population not everyone eats them and the people who eat them they are very powerful and very influential so they wanted to eat exotic animals so that's why they just lobbied and lifted the ban in some time and again the same thing happened this time and it came from there itself so we know what went wrong and i think what we can do right now is just learn from it and be more conscious about what risks we are taking when we are succumbing to such lobbying
0: I I have two questions right now, which uh, were framed in my mind while I was hearing you. So the first question is when you said that only rich and influential people in China wanted to eat such exotic animals, doesn't it mean that when you say the people are rich over there, they should or they might be taking some care about the animals that they are going to eat as in if you go to Taj Hotel or if you go to a Faisar hotel, they do not keep their meat all crammed up and stuff like that. So it is the rich people they also put they also pay money for taking care of the animals properly. So isn't why isn't that happening or why did that happen? I I, I hope I am able to put my point to you.
1: Yeah yeah so to summarize your question if only the rich and influential people are eating these exotic and wild animals shouldn't they be concerned about the hygiene or the well-being of the animals or make sure that the animals are clean because they're going to eat it and they must have hygiene and health as a priority for them um to be honest i don't know the answer to that i'll just be honest so whatever i've said is just coming from a vox video uh, which explained how this came about and this question is an interesting one and I don't think I have an answer to that.
0: And and the other question that I have in mind and I think you'll have an answer to this because you are someone who gets in touch with the latest news and is aware of things. Why is the situation in Italy so bad? Like did the virus originate there or what exactly happened to make it so worse?
1: So about Italy, first thing to notice their population is very old and the contrasting factors the healthcare system is amazing so these are two contrasting factors. one is which is helping them because they have a good healthcare system the second thing is not helping them which is the population is very old so as i said it's lethal for especially old people that's why the mortality rate there is so high and uh, i think i mean i don't want to blame them but Uh, Italy made a mistake of taking the virus lightly and honestly many people were taking the virus lightly. Trump was one of them and Italy's officials, not officials but the people in charge were the other. But in their defense, so this is a tough call to take as a leader, okay? Uh, Because if you shut down the country, it has huge economical costs and uh, that could also be devastating if people lose their jobs, if people are not getting money, if daily wage workers are not getting their money, how will they fill their stomach and feed their families? So these are also serious concerns. And there was a call to take whether we risk economic slowdown or shutdown for a virus which we don't know much about. So it is a very difficult call to take. But as I said, the virus was always two steps ahead of them. So they allowed community spreading because of them not knowing the seriousness of this virus so they did not take it very seriously and uh, when the community spreading started happening and was even then people were not getting serious and people didn't understand the gravity of the situation and i think if italy would have taken whatever steps it took earlier the outcomes would be much different so that's why i said in india's case also it's all about timing the laws will be enforced very strictly if it gets worse okay and i as i said my theory or my uh guess is that in the worst case scenario the army will be called in all the armed forces will be called in and the order will be the shoot at outside you don't want to spread it any further at all so that would be the last drastic measure and i think italy has a similar has taken similar measures now and the curfew is strict there but it's all about timing so i think italy got the timing very long and they were very unlucky also so the world is learning from italy now whatever italy did wrong people are trying to correct them and do it rightly in their countries so it also acted as a guinea pig because they did all the mistakes and suffered and now everyone else is learning from them so yeah what went wrong with italy old population it was a huge disadvantage for them and secondly it was They did not take lessons from China and they did not anticipate the severity of that. So, timing is something where they failed.
0: So, they had some Italian person who was in China and who came back to Italy and because of that person, it might have spread, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. So, I think what's important for India right now is to just listen to the authorities very well, whatever they are saying. There are many smart people in India who are working on this and are trying to make sure That things don't get out of control but I don't see people in India listening to the authorities and if that's the case I think it's the onus is on the government also to enforce whatever they are uh, bringing in and whatever rules they are setting and I think just people taking basic care seriously washing their hands again and again washing it for 20 seconds is very important so there's a very beautiful video about why washing for 20 seconds is important if you want to kill the virus by walk so washing it for 20 seconds not going outside unless it's an emergency or essential also if you're coming in contact with many people just coming home washing your clothes regularly taking a bath I think all this is essential these things sound very mundane but they are very important so let's just show the world what we are made of and it's not that hard i mean it's hard but it's simple so let's make sure we are sticking to it and let's say safe uh let's uh, let's uh, and let's say uh, let's stay safe uh the also other thing is we need to take good care of our health because our healthcare system is going to be under strain now so it's very important for us to eat healthy sleep A good amount of hours every day, and just take care of other illnesses because it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I think that's about it. That wraps up Corona.